You're listening to Song Stories. I'm Sophia Bromowitz. In the fall of 2019, I taught a writing class at the University of Virginia called American Roots Music. At the end of the semester, I asked my students to pick a song from the 20th century and tell a story about it. Each writer approached their song with different questions. How are the song's musicians influenced by their setting, by their personal lives, or by their collaborators? How do we as listeners feel different responses to different kinds of music? And where do these feelings come from? What did a song mean then, and what does it mean now? You can hear their answers to these questions and more by listening to their podcasts. Today we're going to hear about the song Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton. This episode was written, produced, and performed by Anna Cordova. Welcome to the first episode of Music Chit Chat, where we talk music, feelings, and music with feelings. On today's episode, our host will walk us through the connection that exists between music, emotions, and perspective. This episode is sponsored by NY 1510 at the University of Virginia. And now, please welcome your favorite host, Ana Cordova! Good morning, planet Earth! My name is Anna Cordova. Whether it's rainy, sunny, folly, or wintry, wherever you are, take a few minutes to enjoy with me the wonders of music. So, what are you waiting for? Grab a drink, your headphones, sit back, and relax while we chit-chat. I'd like to begin by switching things around a little, rather than me giving you all the answers, which I don't have, by the way. I want to ask you a few questions to get that brain of yours warmed up. How does music relate to emotions? What kinds of emotions does music arouse within you? What does it make you feel? What does music mean to you? How does music help musicians express and cope with their emotions? If you were waiting for me to give you a concrete answer, I can't do that. I bet every single one of you has a different response, which I'm pretty confident has to do with the personal relationship you have with music. Many of you might have thought of different types of music that remind you of a moment in your life, which brings up different emotions. You might also have thought that the sound of the song just makes you feel a certain way. On the other hand, from the artist's perspective, they might say that the song helped them express what they were feeling, or that through the writing of the lyrics they were able to get something of their chest. It could also be that simply they wrote the song because they felt like it. These this leads me to one of today's main points. There are always two sides to songs, the audience perspective and the artist perspective. What the audience feels when they listen to the song might not always be what the artist was feeling when he or she wrote the song in the first place. The audience might also feel the exact same thing as the artist felt. Either way, both sides relate to emotions and how music brings up different feelings within each person. Emotions and music is something that I'm not the first person to wonder about. Multiple people have researched this topic and are currently looking into how music connects to human emotions. There are different theories that connect these two and a lot of scientific research that talks about how the brain is activated when exposed to different types of music. In order for me to be able to dig deep into this topic, I have chosen the perfect song to help me. Tears in Heaven by Eric Clampton. Here's a few seconds of the song. Would you know my name if I saw you in heaven? Would it be the same? 
Eric Clampton wrote this song together with songwriter Willie Jennings as a tribute to Clampton's four-year-old child, Connor, who fell from the 53rd floor of a New York building in 1991 and sadly passed away. The song first appeared in the movie Rush, and later, in 1992, Clampton released another version in his Unplugged special. The first thing that I noticed in this song was the soft and nostalgic yet positive sound of the guitar. The melody is sad but not in a negative way. What I mean by this is that I do not want to sit down, scream, and cry really hard after I hear this song. Yes, the song makes you a little bit sad, but it also has an aurora of positivism and peace. In addition, the melody makes you long for something, or as if a piece of you is missing. Nevertheless, Clampton's voice is soft and soothing to the ear, which helps the audience feel comforted. Here is a clip that will help you understand this. Clampton sings with tranquility, which helps the listener stay calm. In addition, you can tell that he's at peace, or appears to be at peace, with what he's singing about. The New York Times describes this song as, quote, Mr. Clampton wonders what's possible in heaven. Will the departed know his name, be capable of friendship and love? And ultimately, Mr. Clampton offers stoic strength, concluding that he doesn't belong in heaven just yet and will carry on with his life. End of quote. Clampton does not address directly the death of his child in the lyric. This opens the door for the audience to connect with a song because it talks about death, which is something people can relate to in many different levels. Through this message of moving on, Nevertheless, I became very intrigued on how this song helped Clampton to cope with his grief. After a little research, I read in an article in the Rolling Stones magazine that stated that by 2004, Clampton was no longer able to perform the song because it was too painful for him to do so, which made me think that it might have been helpful to write the song and express what he was feeling at the moment. But maybe later, singing the song just brought back painful memories. He was later able to perform the song again in 2013. Personally, I believe that this song did help him in a certain way. But then, simply time had to do its magic in order for him to sing it again without it being a heavy weight on his back. This is something we will never know though, because the only one who knows the answer to this is Clampton himself. This happens many times. Artists do not clarify how or why music helps them go through certain phases in their life. They just write about it and people listen. This led me to wonder how emotions play a role within the audience when they listen to music. I knew that music many times brings out multiple emotions within the people who listen to it. For instance, with the song above, I felt sad and nostalgic when I heard it for the first time, and I was able to relate to it because my grandma had just passed away. I bet many people felt similar emotions to mine when they heard the song. However, I wanted to look further into how music relates to human emotions, or how does it bring out different feelings in the people who listen. One of the studies I found was an experiment where scientists tested how music induced emotions in people through recording of how the brain reacted. The result they found were that different parts of the brain did react differently as different music was played to make people feel a certain way. There were positive and negative emotions as well as different intensities that these were felt. Furthermore, the study states, quote, we can see that the music stimuli used in the experiments can effectively induce four kinds of basic emotions, nervous, soothing, happy, and sorrowful, end of quote. Through learning this, I was able to understand that music and emotions are are more than just an abstract concept. They are connected through physical evidence, which in this case is the reaction of the different parts of the brain to music. It is not just something people react to on the sentimental level, but our bodies, our brain more specifically, also react to music when we hear it. This may help explain why certain people feel a deep connection with music. 
Either way, these allowed me to understand that music does cause people to feel emotions. Not only are scientific research and experiments done to analyze how music generates feelings in people, but scholars are also generating theories around the idea of how human emotions react to music. In the article titled Music, Emotions and Truth by Elena Paklin, Paklin talks about three types of theories of expression in music. These theories are the arousal theories, the cognitivist theories, and the symbol theories. The arousal theories basically state that, quote, music has properties capable of arousing emotions or feelings in listeners. The arousal may take place because of some casual mechanism in which sound and the dynamic properties of music affect the human body and mind. Or the arousal may be a consequence of a sympathetic mechanism when the music reminds us of human expression of emotions. Music is expressive of an emotion when it arouses a relevant emotion or feeling in the listener, end of quote. Basically, what this quote is saying is that music is able to generate feelings in the listener, and these feelings are related to personal experience. Therefore, music itself expresses emotions. For example, when I stated that Tears in Heaven generated a feeling of sadness and nostalgia within me, it was because I related this song to what I felt when my grandma passed away. Based on this theory, this also means that the song itself expresses sadness or nostalgia. The second set of theories, the cognitivist theories, state that, quote, emotions expressed in music are different from emotions felt by people. There is, however, a secondary use of emotion terms that are used in description of human behavior, and it is similar to their use in descriptions of music. When we say that a person looks sad, this does not imply that the person feels sad, and when music is expressive of sadness, this music certainly does not feel sad, and the listener is not expected to do so either. In cognitivist views, expressiveness of music is explained in terms of the experience similarities between music and human expression of emotions, end of quote. In other words, humans relate to music because they generate a link between the music and the way that they experience their own emotions. When someone describes a song with an emotion, for example, when I describe Tears in Heaven as sad, it does not mean that the song is sad or that it was created to make people feel sad. It just means that due to some personal experience I have, I was able to find a similarity to what I was hearing with my own emotion. For some reason, I connected the song to the death of my grandmother and it made me feel the same thing that I felt when she passed away. Lastly, the third theories, the symbol theories, Paklin writes that, quote, the way in which we express our emotions in utterance and behavior is, at least to some extent, dependent on our culture, personality, and temper. Human ways of expression are therefore not an entirely reliable indicator of the experienced emotions, and accordingly, the relation between the sonic contour of music and human expression is not a reliable way of identifying emotions expressed in music. Given the nature of the human mind, music represents possible states of mind to the mind of the listener, and these states may or may not also cause the listener to think or to be in a particular state, end of quote. In other words, the way a person feels when they are exposed to music is not reliable of whether music itself makes people feel a certain way. This happens because the way humans feel their emotions relates, once again, to the personal experience and their background. Therefore, music might just represent a state of mind for a person, which might also cause the listener to think that the music they are listening makes them feel a certain way. For instance, Tears in Heaven causes me to be in a certain state of mind, which is the reason I think I feel sad every time I listen to the song. This is quite surprising because it means that I don't really feel sad when I listen to the song or feel nostalgic. It just means that the song generates a state of mind within me and I relate 
that to sadness and therefore I believe I feel sad. Overall, all the set of theories agree in one thing, which is the fact that emotions that we feel when we listen to music have to do with our own personal experiences and background. This might also help explain why when we listen to a song and it reminds us of a certain moment in our lives, the emotions that we feel are very similar to the ones we experience in those moments. We are now coming to the end of the first podcast. I just wanted to come up with a couple of points that will summarize today's chit-chat. First, and most important, music does generate emotions within people. There are many explanations of why it does this, and theories, but the point is that these emotions are created within us because of our personal experiences. Second, no one will feel the exact emotion, or at the same level, when they are exposed to the same song, because once again, everyone is different and has different backgrounds. Finally, what music makes everyone feel is an open-ended question. In my opinion, no matter how many theories or research is done on this topic, music allows artists to express their emotions, and music allows listeners to connect with it and induce some type of feeling. Whether it's disgust, love, hate, or happiness, music will always cause a person to feel something, no matter what side they belong to, the artist or the audience. Thank you so much for listening today. If you found the content interesting, please don't hesitate to subscribe below. See you next week for a glimpse into the world of Latino music. In the next segment, we dig a little deeper into this song story. Ana Cordova will reflect on what she figured out about this song and how she put this episode together. I'm Anna. I'm a first-year student in UVA, and I'm from Ecuador, and I think I want to major in calm. And you came in being a fan of music, too. To be honest, I've always listened to music all my life. I used to play guitar and piano, but, like, it was never one of, like, my biggest interests. So I didn't really know much about music or, like, I'd never read anything about music. So it was kind of an adventure. <laughs> wow, that's really impressive. I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> Yeah, at first, like, the first essay, I was so scared because I had never before written anything on music. So I was like, oh, I don't know if, like, I sound fine. But it ended up being fine. <laughs> I agree. It ended up being fine. <laughs> Tell us about your song and how you picked it. When I learned we had to do a podcast, I really did not know what I was going to write about. And I, like, was just thinking something that would give me a topic that I was going to be able to research. And then ever since I was little, for some reason, I've listened to Tears in Heaven over and over again. And I just really liked it. And it came up. And then I just started wondering, what does it have to do, like, with your brain and the feelings music, like, create within you? You always hear, like, yeah, artists express their feelings and thoughts through music. But I just wanted to really know if there was some research behind it. And that's when I started, like, digging up things. There's, like, theories and stuff that work around how your brain functions when it listens to music. And, like, some people say they don't really generate anything within you. It just reminds you of certain parts in your life. And that's how you think. You feel something, but it doesn't really make you feel anything, if that makes sense. Yeah, you really went deep in your podcast. <laughs> you were doing, like, all kinds of research, right? Yeah, at first it was kind of hard finding things because I couldn't find the right keywords and I was just like searching and things would pop up about like psychology and I was like, no, I don't want psychology. But then two of the articles I found were really good and especially one of them listed three different theories that people have. And then I was able to find another one that like actually experimented on people and like brainwaves and music did create some kind of connection or something in the brain. Did you find that this song in particular was good for talking about emotional responses to music? Yeah, I think it was because I remember when I was little and I learned that Eric Clapton had written the song because his kid had died. For some reason, it just really impacted me. And like around that time, my grandma passed away. 
So it was something I could talk easily about, and there was a connection with the song, and I found it was helpful to like explain why he wrote the song. It was also helpful because at some point he stopped performing the song because I think it was too hard for him to sing, and it just was easy to express how like the artist he sings the song for some reason, but everyone receives it in a different way, and like the artist and then the listeners are like completely different worlds. Really interesting. Did it affirm your ideas about music and emotions, or did it change them? I think it affirmed them because I was able to find a logic explanation of why people feel things when they listen to songs. At the end of the day, it's also like an open-ended question because I think everyone connects with music differently because like everyone comes from different places, has different experiences. So it just like helped me affirm my belief in music. Is there anything when you were reading about music and emotion or thinking about yourself that you wanted to include but didn't quite fit in the end or anything that you were like I don't believe this at all it doesn't <laughs> belong here because that's wrong no I didn't really find anything like that I did not believe in but then I also wanted to talk about like in general my experience with music music for me I connected with a lot of times in my life so when I listen to a song I just flash back to whenever I was listening to it then really like connect to what I was talking about so I preferred only to like stick to the song yeah, I was surprised by the song that you chose too. Like, how would you describe Eric Clapton's music? I don't know. To be honest, I don't know much about Eric Clapton. That was like <laughs> one of the few songs. So, and it's a different song because that was, I was saying, it's not a song that just like want to make you cry. It's kind of like peaceful. Could you talk about your decision of the way to format your podcast? At first, I was not sure that I was going to be able to talk about the same thing for like 15 minutes straight. When I was writing the draft, I went up to see my sister who lives in Arlington. And I was telling her about the thing. I was like, I've never listened to podcasts. I don't know, like, what to do. And she's a big podcast fan. And she was like, why don't you, like, format it that way? And I was like, okay. And actually, the voice from the beginning is my sister's, not even my voice. Because she was like, I can record, like, a mean introduction. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I can include that. (laughs) And it worked out. (laughs) And I kind of felt weird doing the introduction. But it it turned out fine, so. (laughs) I think it turned out really well. Thanks for listening to Song Stories. Song Stories is a member of the Virginia Audio Collective. Listen to the whole series and learn more at virginiaaudio.org.